0: Welcome to Mid-Century Living, your weekly podcast about everything Mid-Century and how to bring the Mid-Century vibe to your everyday life. Welcome to Mid-Century Living, where we cover the best of Mid-Century and how it relates to today. Uh, We're your hosts, Gonzalo
1: and Jackie. So today's episode... Um, It's really more of a meet-the-hosts icebreaker kind of episode. Before we start delving into mid-century topics, we thought it would be fun to start just by telling you a bit more about ourselves and where we're coming from and why we started the podcast. Um, Gonzalo, do you want to go
0: first? Sure. So, a little bit about me, again, Gonzalo, and um, who am I, what I did. I actually studied architecture and was an architect. I practiced for almost 10 years. Um and then decided that I wanted to instruct the youth of America and became a high school world history teacher. Um, So that's what I do currently. Uh, I teach world history and uh, I love everything that has to do with history. So um, that's kind of also my inspiration, my why I like mid-century. As a history teacher, I mean, dare I say, historian, uh, kind of what we do. and mid-century has happens to be like this area of like great tech advances and we'll cover more of that later on but um being able to share the history being able to share what happened and how it kind of relates to today is something that I find really interesting um and maybe we can have some fun with it that's what I tell my students i don't know if they believe me or not <laughs> but um yeah, i know right uh it's also i also find it very interesting how things Post World War II are like still relevant today, um, either technology developments still being in use or being improved on, um, and how societies become kind of dependent on our modern technology. Um, it's kind of like we're yearning, we're wanting to have that old tech back. Uh, so it's kind of still relevant today. Um, so yearning back for a simpler living, redefining or reliving, rediscovering the mid-century living. Look at that! I even use her name.
1: Yay. What about you? Good tie-in back to the title. Um, (laughs) So for me, I um, came into my love for the mid-century via the aesthetic. Um, I always kind of was a fan of just old-timey 50s aesthetics in general. Like growing up, I always wanted a diner table. Like I always wanted a 50s kitchen because I thought that was just the best designed kitchen's of all time. Um, And I always looked at like old pinup photos as just like what the best fashion and like the prettiest women and just like goals for like what being a girl is Um, just like that aesthetic era of the fifties. And then, um, but I still dressed like it was modern times for a really long time. And then in 2016, um, and thanks to the internet, I realized that you don't just have to look at old photographs and wish you could dress like it's the 50s. You could pretty much just do whatever you want. Um, and there's actually a whole underbelly of the internet where people just dress like that all the time. And so I just jumped on board. And so starting in 2016, I started dressing vintage every day. Um, It took a while. Um, 2016, I guess, is probably when I just started buying some stuff, um, mostly from like vintage reproduction clothing companies, which we will get into in another episode. But there are tons of businesses out there that are just reproducing vintage style clothes in modern sizes um, with modern fit in mind. And you can just wear that stuff all the time. Like there's nothing actually stopping you. So I kind of figured that out um, at that point and now that's just how i dress um i own one pair of jeans uh and it took a really long time for me to find the pair that i liked um but uh everything i own now is just dresses and skirts and um we'll get into that later but um so 2016 i start buying vintage reproduction clothing start wearing it all the time um starting in 2020 when we all needed a new hobby I decided to learn how to sew, so I have been sewing my own vintage reproduction clothing. I have some vintage patterns, some reissues of vintage patterns, and modern sizing, and I've been doing that since then. Um, I also collect vintage Pyrex and um, vintage kitchenware, vintage glassware, vintage cookbooks, and I'm just like all in. So I, um, I like to. I actually. Not only collect the vintage cookbooks, I use the vintage cookbooks, um, but with a modern sensibility to it. So that's the thing is what I think will be super fun about sharing with you guys in this podcast is how you can take the best of the old and infuse it with the new. So vintage recipes, as you know, tend to be absolutely bananas and are full of canned things and condensed things and not the healthiest ingredients and we know a little bit better about that now so my favorite thing to do is take an old recipe and kind of swap in whole wheat flour and stuff like that to kind of make it more nutritionally balanced but still kitschy and wacky because that's that's what I want to hold on to um is just experimenting with food decorating with food um, all that kind of stuff. I'm just like super into. So this podcast will be fun for me. Um, just to talk about stuff I already like, but I'm also looking forward to digging into the history a little bit more. Um, so most of what I, yay, history. So yeah, that's your half. Um, But also (laughs) this is encouraging me to do my homework, um, and actually doing the reading, uh, most of my, so I have a lot of cookbooks and stuff like that that I've actually read, but um, most of my vintage living is already the modern version of the vintage living, so I'm really looking forward to the excuse to research and really get into the history and um, stuff like that, too. So, that's me.
0: And I I can definitely vouch for your uh, love of the uh, dinette set. From way back because actually we've known each other since uh eighth grade so that people know about how we met each other because we actually met in uh the eighth grade um and we've been friends throughout high school throughout college we went to different colleges uh but we stayed you know in touch and we may live in different cities but uh we still keep in touch yeah. So you can be done, people.
1: <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the modern technology. So we like old stuff, but we appreciate new stuff. So that's what I'm kind of hoping that this podcast turns into, how you can kind of reach into the past and take your favorite parts and apply it to life now. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. There's You can take the best of all of it. So it's perfect.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree.
1: So, um, that will segue sort of into, I guess, the fantastical, but I thought a really good icebreaker question would be that if you could invite any three famous people from the mid century to a dinner party, who would you invite? So who would you invite? And <laughs> Oh yeah, you go first. <laughs> I'm not going first.
0: Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> no, no, no. I will go first. And when we talked about this before, we said that it would say like the top three and also people that were important there. because, And I have to say that because one of my people spans kind of beyond what we consider mid-century, which we'll cover in our next episode. But um, my three people are the first one, Queen Elizabeth II, um, and that's the person that I was talking about. Like, I mean like the, the young queen, the um, 1950s queen. She's when she was a new queen, um, Again, just because that's in our mid-century time. Uh, Next person uh, is uh, Ms. Van der Rohe, uh, who, if you know architecture, you might recognize the name. He is what we call a star architect, just star architect, which is not very clever. But uh, he's my favorite architect, and I was an architect in the past. Uh, So he is a pioneer in modernist and mid-modernist architecture. Um, I'm sure we'll cover those topics later on in more detail. Uh, but um, his work in Chicago in the Institute of Technology uh, and uh, Lakeshore Drive Apartments is some of my favorite buildings. But uh, also, uh, there's this great picture of him um, on an Emise chair, which is a chair he designed. Uh, and he's holding this cigar. And when I was in college studying architecture, I was like, there's no cooler thing to be. <laughs> like, I want to be me sitting in a chair, smoking a cigar. Like, that was, like, the epitome of what I wanted to be. I mean, and then fate was like, haha, you're going to be a teacher. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, maybe, maybe, maybe I can link that photo in our show notes. Uh, <laughs> because it's actually pretty cool. I should put it on my wall. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's my second guy um so queen elizabeth ii Miss bandero and then my last person is uh juan Tripp, which um if you are not like delving into the story of what aviation is you will not know who juan trip is but he's pretty cool uh so he is a the founder of pan am world uh airways um or pan am uh which if you know Pan Am, you know what it is. It used to be an airline back in the day, up until 91. Uh, but uh, even though he started before World War II, uh, he's super important after when he started this company. Uh, he created one of the most recognized airlines. Uh, he pioneered jet travel, which is something mid-century. Um, and he's really cool. And also I'm a pilot. <laughs> just gonna background. just drive away. Uh, I know how to fly planes. Just By the way, I can fly a plane, not a big plane, but I can fly like a little prop plane. So uh, it's kind of all coming together, all my love for history and technology from the mid-century. So that's my three people. What about you?
1: Very thorough. I don't know if I have as many thoughtful explanations for mine. There are just three people I like a lot, though one's a personal hero of mine, I suppose. But anyway, um, so my three people are um, Lucille Ball uh, because um, not only is she beautiful and fabulous, but she's also a very interesting businesswoman and I think that she would be great dinner party company just to pick her brain. Um, Buddy Holly because uh, I felt like I needed to include someone from music and he missed an awful lot of the mid-century dying as young as he did. So I thought he'd appreciate mm-hmm. especially being brought back from the dead for this party. Um, so we can fill him <laughs> in on what he's missed. I suppose we could do that with everybody, but um, also just, I, I didn't mention in my aesthetic rant earlier, but I'm also a fan of listening to fifties music. I mainly listen to the crooners, but I think probably the first artist from the mid-century i ever just started listening to for fun was buddy holly
0: the crew cuts mid-century yes. i was because I, I all i could think of was shaboom yeah
1: yeah we could do we and yes. uh, I'm, I'm sure we're gonna do several music episodes but we need to get into um i think like early rock and roll and early doo-wop, and, like, we could probably even segment it by genre, let us know in the comments or send us a DM on Instagram if you have any strong feelings about how niche you want us to get with the music episodes, because we can get pretty niche or we could stay kind of broad. We might do both, so we're just kind of going with our favorites right now. Um, And then my third and most important star guest would be Walt Disney, who I think Mm. is the most brilliant... Business person, creative brain, we've seen probably until Steve Jobs, I guess. Um, and uh, he's just a huge personal inspiration to me. Disney's very important to me. The company, the theme parks. Um, I was raised on the movies. I used to go to the parks all the time growing up. I still go as an adult. Um, and I like the actual history of Disney Land is something I'd also really like to talk about in the podcast, so that's another tease for a future episode. Um, But Walt Disney the man, I think, is very important to um, the company itself and the farther away they get from... I know you get a lot of like Walt's turning over in his grave people (laughs) in the comments on um, (laughs) things with what the company's doing lately, um, especially with the parks. So he's my third, but really the guest of honor i suppose at my dinner party
0: the guest of honor nice i think we should combine because i kind of want to listen to lucy well, well actually, you know what i i'd be embarrassed because i'd probably make some funny joke about like i love lucy um and then she'd probably be like you know i'm known for more than that right
1: i bet you she had several so backs I... on like in her back pocket for that comment anyway um but
0: yeah an honorable mention May- maybe just don't sit me next to her <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Um, An honorable mention for my dinner party, actually, if it were... Because I know you're supposed to, and that's maybe etiquette, something we can get into in a future episode, but um, you're supposed to consider how your guests will get along at your party. Not just people you like, but people who will also have stimulating conversation with each other. And if we were talking about mid-century people for a while, even though I... Um, wouldn't have much to say to this person. I thought Neil Armstrong would be a fun guest for Walt Disney to talk to. Ooh. I think that he would have loved that, and that would have been really fascinating, yeah. but since it's my imaginary dinner party, um, I didn't do that. <laughs> but, um, I thought that would have been a really <laughs> cool event.
0: That would be cool. Um, not to tangent for too long, but... Did you know you said etiquette and I feel like it's something we should cover, but <laughs> maybe a preview. Did you know that the, the hostess would direct where people were talking? So for example, if you were the hostess and you're talking to the person on the right, every lady at the table talks to the gentleman on the right. And when the hostess would turn to her left and talk to the gentleman on her left, all the women, all the ladies at the party would turn to talk to the person on their left.
1: I did not That's know that
0: dinner etiquette from. Well, look at that. We're learning.
1: <laughs> that is fascinating. So, <laughs> does, does everyone just have to stop their conversations as soon as the hostess' head turns?
0: Yes. Hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, it would it, it would be structured. It's it, the whole, and again, we'll maybe get into this later. But the whole dinner is very much like a performance. It's a choreographed dance. If you if you may, I like dance and if listeners correct me if i'm wrong but um uh, because i i did learn about this so maybe hey i I can let us know me, in the
1: comments send us a dm <laughs> <laughs> there
0: we go uh but speaking of dms yes so jackie why don't you tell us and the listeners um where they should check us out maybe mark their calendars for future episodes
1: so good question (laughs) great segue so we're planning on releasing new episodes every friday so you'll have something to listen to every weekend um but we're also planning on sprinkling in bonus episodes possibly interviews so make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything Um, you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts
0: awesome and listeners for bonus content Uh, make sure you follow us um, on Instagram. We'll get into some bonus stuff, maybe some behind the scenes things. Uh, But you can find us on both Instagram and on YouTube um, at MCL Podcast. So that is our handle. Um, And if you, like us, like older technology, even though this is not mid-century, you can email us. Um, You can email us uh, with questions, comments, edits, uh, topic ideas. Um, and you can find us at info.mcliving at gmail.com. So with that, I feel like we could, uh, get close to the end here and, uh, say thank you for joining us and, uh, we'll see you next Friday, right?
1: Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mid-Century Living. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on Instagram at MCL podcast. See you next Friday.